Welcome to the Leading Visionaries Podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established leading visionaries. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate and spotlight the leading visionaries who are thinking differently, seeing new possibilities, have the courage to dream big, take inspired action, and create conscious change all around the world. Now, here's your host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Leading Visionaries podcast, where we celebrate the ingenious, insightful, innovative, and inspired leading visionaries of our time and provide our listeners with world-class examples of the kind of courage, clarity, and confidence it takes to bring visions into reality. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Ulrich Nierlo. Ulrich is a renowned mentor, best-selling author, podcaster, and public speaker who has helped leaders and organizations transform their culture and their leadership. He is the founder of Heart Leadership, a philosophy that emphasizes the power of the heart in leadership. Ulrich combines quantum physics, energy, and emotional intelligence to help individuals and organizations achieve their goals and unleash their full potential. He has authored two books, The Life Bridge and The Energy Path, and can guide individuals through a pragmatic process to become leaders of the future. His mission is to help people become more conscious about how they live their lives and achieve success and satisfaction in all areas of life. I'm so excited to have you here today, Ulrich. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Angela. I really, really love being at the show and seeing you again. Yeah. Well, so Ulrich and I go way back. He was one of the guests on my very first podcast, Men on Purpose. And it's been about five years since we intersected and we happened to intersect again. And it became clear that it was absolutely a great idea to bring him on to Leading Visionary. So I want to start today, Ulrich, by asking you about your leadership journey. Were you the the little boy who everybody followed on the playground or did leadership come to you as a little bit later in your journey in life as something that was dormant and then kind of expressed itself through you? I love that question. Thank you so much. I mean, it's, it's, it's it's a really interesting reflection to start actually there. I'm a very spiritual person and, and I was approximately 30 years old before I realized my abilities and, and, and what I've been able to do all through my life. Nevertheless, ever since I was a child, I, I always experienced very often people older than me and adults as well, sharing highly confidential things, either privately or, or, or professionally. And I, I remember, I mean, I think I've probably been 10 years old, that some friends of, of my parents, she, the wife shared different things with me. And I thought to myself, why is she sharing these things? And I was not really very good, very good at school and I was kind of bullied sometimes. So, so it's not clear that I wanted to become a leader inside of myself. I was very clear on that part. I, I, I really was focused on I. I wanted to lead people, but I, I mean, for my, for my surroundings, it was definitely not clear. 
Nevertheless, when I, I mean, when my career took took off, this thing of people sharing highly confidential things continued. And and at a certain point, I realized that what I do is that I connect with people, and I make people connect with me. And then, to a certain extent, I mean, this is what leadership is about for me. I don't think that roles connect with roles. I think that people connect with people, and and the more connected we are, the more simple things become. And and this is also one of my main pillars of of my philosophy, where where I I discovered and realized that every time I was in a position where I could share my 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 thoughts and and have an influence on how we were doing things, a magical result came out. And then often somebody became worried or they wanted to do something more traditional, and then results disappeared. Now today I know that it was about creating energy and then killing energy again, but but I didn't really know that. And and to a certain point I got to the to the decision of of realizing that what I was supposed to do was to to wake people up and and bring the heart into their lives and 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 work as a leader and as a mentor, making leaders become better leaders. Hmm. So I'd love to have you talk a little bit about the difference between that, let's call it the old leadership paradigm and leading with heart, which, you know, I think that the old leadership paradigm myself is disintegrating rapidly around the world and was based. Yeah. And was, and it was primarily based on the intellect and creating, you know, like these strict authoritarian processes and systems and styles of leadership. So I'd love to have you talk a little bit about what you see the differences between these two leadership styles and maybe a little bit about how you help people either to transfer out of the old leadership style or to activate the heart-based leadership style. So when I started my consultancy company, Unified People, 12 years ago, the philosophy that I created definitely ahead of time. I was told at that point I was probably eight to 10 years ahead of time. Now, time has passed and I'm still being told that I'm ahead of time, which is quite peculiar because, I mean, that must, I mean, have a conclusion on either the world stands still, which it definitely doesn't, or it's people who is, is not willing enough to, to change. Now, I mean, going back in time, we, we, we used to work as, as managers and management was, was the approach to watch how we would manage people. Now, we've been through a process of, I guess, like 15, maybe 20 years where we worked with leadership. And, and in my perspective, fellowship is, is the new angle to how we want to be led. And fellowship is, is very much more oriented to more towards the, the human side. I, I basically think that leadership and leaders in general and, and organizations and top management and even on board level, we, we kind of forgot that they were human beings. It's like FTEs, it's like a, a part of a factory. I, I actually hear that people just, I mean, they they stop calling their, themselves by name, but they like, invent new numbers and then uh, they just, I mean, invent FTE numbers and they, they, they call them by that number instead of, of names just to really point out the lack of, of humanity. And with the new generations coming in, in, in approximately five or six years, millennials gonna be representing approximately 85% of the workforce and global workforces. They, they wanna be led completely different. And, and, and in Europe and, and in Denmark as well, where I'm from, 
we already see now the, the challenges coming and on a rise. So that there will be a, a need for change. And it's going to be bottom up because companies who do not adapt their kind of leadership style to a fellowship, much more hot driven oriented leadership style, they will have massive challenges in attracting new talents and, and, and as well retaining it because it's not about retaining people. It's about making a culture where people feel like they want to be a part. They want to feel like contributing. They, they want to be felt and they want to feel. And, and this is one of the major differences that I see is, is, is on its way and is, is absolutely needed in, in, in leadership behaviors, patterns, and, and emotional connections. Beautiful. So what I'm hearing there, Ulrich, is you in your own role in supporting other leaders kind of play the role of, I like to do this myself. I call myself a Merlina, right? I'm like Merlin behind the throne, right? Whispering into the ear of my clients. And it sounds to me like for you, the work is really being a leader of leaders and kind of playing that role of leading from behind the throne, not necessarily being the one who has your own big organization where you're, you know, running it and and asking for guidance from others, but more that you show up as the wise guide and the Merlin. So help me to know if I'm accurate in that and who are the, let's call them the kings or the queens that you are most interested in providing your wisdom and your magic to? So, I mean, a lot of my clients called me their, their secret rock because basically what I'm sharing is energy and I'm opening up fields of energy inside of them. I'm in, I'm in, in, enable their empowerment because, I mean, most people, as I experience, have not enabled their own empowerment. And this is very much what I do. And one of the things I really, really love is, is when I'm in a meeting room and perhaps the CEO, he or she is, is one of my clients, and I help this person prepare speech, really making he or she understand how the importance of the selection of words has an impact on the energy. We want to have a, 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 a feel in the room. We want to make energy impressions in people. And the selection of words has a massive amount of impact on how we, we want to do that. And on top of that, when we talk about authenticity, which is kind of, I mean, we spoke a lot about authentic leadership and to a certain extent, I mean, it's, it's a little bit worn down, I would say. But nevertheless, to me, authentic leadership is, is all about balance, meaning I want people, I teach people, I, I really show people the path to find a trust in oneself in feeling I am good as I am. And when we get to that point, we actually become much better at proving to ourselves that we are actually okay, which is opening up for a much more relaxed approach towards people. Now, that opens up to a different kind of, of communication style where we know from, from research that 10% of communication between people is words, 20% is body language, but 70% is subconscious emotional communication. Now, if that is not in sync, meaning that what you say is corresponding to the body language and your emotional state, then you will be either unconscious or conscious be perceived as being not authentic. 
And th- this is one of the reasons why I left corporate world. I was really sick and tired of people saying one thing and you were sitting with this kind of feeling, hey, you don't even believe that yourself, but you were still like listening to and have to, having to find some sort of purpose or meaning of why I should follow this. This person was supposed to be my leader. And this is what I do, right? I get people to really synchronize and, and, and authentic sense and feel their mind, body, and soul and, and become much more clear on their selections of words and how they communicate. So I always say that I'm, I'm the chef in the restaurant. I, I'm, I'm in the kitchen. I, I prepare the food. I decide what kind of ingredients goes into this. And, and people are people and, and we can be so different. There's tons of things that are simultaneous. But at the same time, there's still a lot of things that, that are different between, between people. So finding the right ingredients for the individual is so important and then preparing the dish but I love just being back in the kitchen and making everyone else shine. Mm. And, and, and when they serve the, serve the dish, and this is, this is what I do. I, I make people shine from mm. behind. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Listeners, we're going to take a quick break right now. Listeners, are you a leading visionary or in the role of leading other visionaries? Consider joining our community and sharing your feedback and takeaways from each episode. We invite you to join us and support this podcast by making a donation at www.leadingvisionariespodcast.com. Interested in finding out more about how you can receive support for getting your vision out of the air and onto the ground? You can apply to qualify for a complimentary consultation with me or a member of my team by clicking the Connect with Angel button on the website. Be sure to share this show in your own spirals of influence with the people who you think might benefit from our content. I want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We are welcoming thousands and thousands of downloads from all over the world. And I want to shout out this week to our listeners in Denmark. And we will be right back with Ulrich Nierlo. The Leading Visionaries podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Are you the one who thinks differently, who is called to create a significant conscious change in the world, who is seeing and dreaming of a better way for your industry, your community, humanity? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired to guide leading visionaries just like you who want to break through the static in order to clearly express and confidently enroll support for their vision in a way that makes it inevitable that it will come to pass. Your word is your wand, and as the leader, your ability to articulate and communicate your vision is essential to its materialization and monetization. Please enjoy with our compliments a free copy of the book, Be Heard by Millions and Live Your Destiny, which was a number one new release in three categories to get you started. The book is yours by visiting gift.leadingvisionariespodcast.com. And we are back with Ulrich Nierlo. You can find out more about Ulrich and potentially even hire him to come in and do a keynote conversation with your community, your association, your corporation, or work with your board members or your executive team by going to Unified People 
unifiedpeople.com, unifiedpeople.com. You can also find all of his social media connections there. So if you prefer to connect with him via LinkedIn or some of the other social media platforms, you can do that as well. So before we went to the break, Ulrich, we were talking about this idea of leading from behind. And what I want to talk now about is a few things that you talked about in the front half of our conversation here. One of which I want to go back to, you as a child were a confidant for adults, right? You as a child were a confidant for adults. And so one of the things that I've noticed about being a leader who leads other leaders is often a leader who is in a high stress, high pressure, high visible role They need a place, a safe and confidential space to share their challenges. So I'd love to have you talk about a little bit about how you apply your, not only your philosophy, but how you work with your leaders in a way that allows them to feel like they can basically let their hair down and express their frustrations, their challenges, the complexities that they're facing. And then what do you do with that energy to help them make a transformation? I see people. This is the thing. This is, this is my gift. This is my spiritual gift. This is, this is how I have succeeded by creating a sense of belonging, a sense of trust very fast in, in, in people either in groups and on, or on an individual basis. And one of the gifts of, of seeing people is also understanding how they feel. And very often when I'm in, 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 in top management groups I, and facilitate, for instance, a workshop or a keynote, I ask the group, Who's the lonely, who is the most lonely person in the organization? And there's complete silence. And then in nine out of 10 times, the CEO puts his hand or her hand in the air. And everybody's like, what? Are you, are, you, are you lonely? And then in most cases, the CEO puts words into it. Yeah, yeah, I am lonely because, I mean, very often you do not share all the things that you, you could share. I'm the last one to get to know all the small details. I, I, sometimes I'm, I'm concerned, I'm worried, I can't go up to board of directors, I can't share the things with you. I'm so alone. And, and this is where, where people like you and I come into the picture, right? Because, I mean, Loneliness is on a rise and, and, and loneliness is awful. And, and, and if you just imagine that the most CEOs, they feel lonely. I mean, I don't know if you ever experienced the feeling of loneliness. I, I, fortunately, I, I have only experienced it very, very few times. And it is, it's awful. Just imagine that you had to go to, to work every day and find the, the enthusiasm, the energy, the power, the passion for something where you actually feel lonely. And, and this is why I've been really, really lucky and, and, and I'm so grateful for all the chances I had as, as working as a mentor, either online or fiscally. I, I mean, I'm conducting, I'm, I'm reaching my 6,000 hours of, of conducting one-to-one mentoring. So I've been working with so, so, such a broad variety of, of people. And, and one thing that they all have in common is that the fact that they feel seen and the fact that uh, the journey I bring people on is, is the journey from unconscious to conscious. 
enabling them. It's like you've been having minus four on both uh, both eyes, but you never went to the to the shop where they would sell sell you glasses. And suddenly you get glasses, and it's it's literally like, hey, I can see again. And this is so powerful. And 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 I would say this is this is one of the things that I've been fortunate to to be able to help people. That I, I still, I mean, this is what brings me. A fundamental feeling of of joy and happiness every time I I see people. I mean, this morning I had a, a, a same experience with a top executive where where he just tapped into a new understanding. Okay, so when you say that, so that does mean that that connects to this thing here. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I never thought about it. Mm-hmm. I just love these moments. Yeah, that I love. I call them the sparkling insights. And in fact, here at Leading Visionaries Podcast, all of our guests, my team will pull out your sparkling insight from today's interview. So you'll get that. And our listeners and our audience will also get that sparkling insight. All right. So I want to talk about this idea of loneliness, because I think it's a really important thing to talk about. There's two directions I could go, and we only have so much time left. One is I want to affirm that as a leading visionary, sometimes our role is to be the visionary who sees other leaders, and sometimes our role is to be the visionary who sees this big vision that we are here to bring into reality, and sometimes it's a combination of both. And so ideally, as a leading visionary, you are valuing your vision and you're affirming your own vision and your own ability to see, and I think you do a beautiful job of that, Ehrlich. The piece I want to go down the the path of right now, though, is this idea of loneliness. And I think that they go together, this valuing of your own vision. For me and for my clients and the people that I serve, part of our work is to say yes to the calling or to say yes to the vision. And yet, Often it is this collective idea, but also this collective experience of people in leadership that once you get to the top, it's like, I mean, there's even a a meme, it's lonely at the top. So I'd love to have you talk about your own experience with perhaps feeling lonely at the top. And what do you think we can do collectively and individually to ameliorate that feeling of loneliness so that leaders are not stopping themselves from bringing their visions into reality because of the fear of that. Without any doubt, I am a viewer. I've I've seen what's coming and I'm able to convert that into practical understanding but here's the thing, if, if somebody would have back in, I don't know, 1995, have told you that everybody would be carrying around a device that you would call a smartphone and you would be watching TV on that. I mean, you would probably be thought of, of, of somebody who would not be, in, I mean, sane. Being a visionary and leading a visionary philosophy as, as heart-driven leadership still is and, and, and fellowship is still, is, is super tough sometimes because you feel lonely and, and it's, it's still a, a journey of long steps driving the transformation forward. And I mean, it's, it's a massive amount of energy that is, is needed to, to stay on that path. And of course, sometimes you get doubtful and, and, and the, the fear of, of, of not succeeding or, or the desperation of people not understanding 
this is what we need to do to to actually engage people or to to reinvent organizations based on humanity. And one of the things that I've actually started to do much more is, I mean, there, there are so many lonely wolves who are out there and maybe they're even listening to this podcast. And I, I, I really urge you to reach out, reach out to, to you, Angel. You're one of them, right? And, and reach out to me, reach out to all the other people who, who is carrying this energy that wants to be this visionary change. Because the more collective energy we can gather, the bigger impact, the more results. And then it's all, all for good for, for humanity. This is the essence of, I mean, for, for, for the managers or leaders sitting here listening in and thinking to themselves, oh, I really wanted to do this. Reach out, mm-hmm. ask for help. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're so many people in the world who, who, who believes in this and know how we can transform it. So it's only a matter of finding, not only because it's difficult, but finding the courage to ask for help because we're there to grab the hand and, and really make a difference. Mm, I love that. Well, last question, and this is this kind of hopefully will tie it all together. One of the things that you talked about earlier was about this idea of communicating your vision in a way that's engaging and enrolling, and that 70% of that is the emotional and energetic, and people are tuned in now. They can feel it if you are saying one thing and believing and expressing energetically another thing. I call it talking the walk and walking the talk, right? And so in your own journey of talking the walk and walking the talk, where do you go for help, Ulrich? So I have three mentors around the world who have been following me for, for, for a long time. And, and, and they are, I mean, such a great impact. They have such a great impact and they're really, really helping me out. And then I have the most incredible wife that is my anchor and my, my, my breath when I'm, I'm, I mean, uh, out of breath and, she she is my the, the blood that makes my my heart pound and so this is very much about how I get it and then I mean as I mentioned Dr Bruce Lipton and and Dr Joe Spencer who are among one of my my two absolute biggest inspirators and and I really really love to to just I mean sometimes sit there and listen to them as well and 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 this is what's really making my path forward I would say beautiful all right well. Thank you so much for being with us today, Ulrich. If there's one last thing you want to say to our listeners, now is the time. So newest research from on, on quantum physics have proved that the energy from the heart is 60 times stronger than the energy from the brain. And it's always been like that. And it's now is the time has come to, to really acknowledge that, that this heart here is, is, is the essence. And either you bring your heart to work or you don't. There's nothing in between. And actually doing so, that makes the biggest difference, not only for you, but for the whole organization. And that would be my biggest recommendation. Search your heart and find it. Beautiful. I love that. All right, Ulrich, thank you so much for being with us today. Listeners, we love your feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's episode by joining our community, sharing your takeaways, 
asking questions, or submitting guest suggestions. You can weave your visionary thread into our fabric by opting in on our website at www.leadingvisionariespodcast.com or by interacting with us on social. Look for the handle at Leading Visionaries Podcast on all the major platforms. Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep your eyes, ears, and hearts open. And remember, you are here to create conscious change. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Leading Visionaries on Apple Podcasts and share with other people you know who can benefit from today's episode. Leading Visionaries is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leading visionaries who are called to create conscious change and know that now is the best time to welcome wealth and cultivate a web of collaborative support to bring their vision to life. We invite your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of new episodes at leadingvisionariespodcast.com.